You're listening to Fit Focused Female. We are passionate about health, fitness, and well-being. We want to empower you to make better life choices and offer support and advice for living your best life. Episodes will feature hacks and tips on women's health, complementary therapy, nutrition, and fitness. Please welcome your host, Sharon Morrow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm really excited to do the show this week because I have a guest. Her name is Danny. And before I introduce her, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a background of how I know Danny. Now, it's through essential oils, and my connection with essential oils started when I, when I was studying further for female women's health, perimenopause, menopause, third age. When I was studying deeper for that, we covered a whole module on complementary therapy, which include essential oils, and I was fascinated at their medicinal properties. And this intrigued me and made me want to study a little bit further into this kind of medicine and holistic approach because it very much matches my approach with well-being and fitness and lifestyle. And it was quite difficult, if I'm honest, to find an essential oil that was pure, that was unadulterated and wasn't contaminated in any way. Anyway, I did find a, an essential oil company, doTERRA, and off the back of that, I became a wellness advocate because not only do I love the products and I use their products, but also I just love how they're sourced and how they're farmed. Like the integrity of the company is really quite warming to me. So because of that, I met Danny because Danny is also a wellness advocate, but her story is slightly different to mine because she was treating a condition that she was suffering from herself she was at the point in her life where I guess she would try anything. So I'm really pleased to introduce Danny. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for joining me today. So basically, you know my background with like podcasts and stuff and my holistic approach to well-being, fitness, lifestyle, health. And I just really, with your story, Danny, I wanted to speak to you in person because Having the clients that I have, I think it would resonate with quite a lot of my clients because I know that they do suffer with their um, digestion, their health in a certain way. But I would just love you to just introduce yourself first before we can talk about um, basically your your approach to well-being and how you've kind of, I guess, biohacked yourself in a degree, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you can call it that. I think, yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey. So yeah, so um, I'm Danny King, and I started using essential oils about oh, two and a half years ago now. I might say it was because of my digestive issues, um, and so yeah, I've I've had quite a, an interesting journey over the last couple of years. And what started as a you know uh, something I needed to do for my digestion has turned into you know something I now do for all of my areas of health, and and just live this lifestyle where you know, I'm no longer suffering as I was. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey this far. Yeah. And if you don't mind, because I've prepared some questions, because like you just say, you had your, you had your digestive issues that actually brought you to essential oils, but actually from off the back of that, you've realized how different that approach is because, you know, I'm from that background of holistic, but most of my clients would go to a doctor quite frequently if they had any kind of ailment. Certainly my parents, any yeah. kind of ailment, they'd visit a doctor and they'd get some medication and they'd deal with it. And it's reactive, isn't it? You're going to a doctor based on a symptom where, and then you could potentially go back and there's another symptom, there's a side effect or whatever it may be. So yeah, um, 
I guess you just went straight to, well, did you experience that first? 100%, yeah. When all of that failed was when I turned to looking at other options. So, you know, I was raised in a family where we got ill, we go to a doctor, right? That's what we do. We were we were not raised in a, you know, my parents weren't really into, you know, natural health and natural solutions. You know, it was if we get poorly, we we take a medication, right? That's that's most of our background. Um, and yet at some point that had changed, hadn't it? Because years ago we didn't have all these medications at our fingertips. And so our grandparents, our great grandparents were using natural solutions you know I'm my nan used to whenever she had uh tummy issues I remember her getting out the bottles of Indian brandy and my granddad always used to carry like a little bottle of smelling salts so we had these natural things and then over time I guess as society has changed we've got used to having you know pharmacies and places like Boots and Superdrug are right there aren't they so they're so much easier to come by and so that was you know my initial um avenue I suppose to deal with what was going on so um, just to give you a little bit more of a, of a background about where my digestive issues had come from as I'd had my gallbladder removed whilst I'd known about the gallstones for about four years they pretty much sat dormant and they said you know as long as they don't bother you we'll just leave them alone and see what happens so um, at that point that didn't strike me as weird or unusual or that there should have been anything else to do it was just carry on we'll leave them alone and if they get worse we'll do something about it only now when I look back do I go why didn't we do something about it to stop the need for the gallbladder removal right <laughs> why for that four years was I just told get on with your life and don't do anything different it baffles me now and go I had four years where I could have prevented that surgery if only I'd known what to do and maybe you know, I'm not saying that the surgery was unnecessary. Maybe that would have always been the end result. Yeah. But now I wish I had given myself the opportunity to see if maybe I could have prevented the need because they weren't bothering me at the time. So maybe, you know, I could have done something, dietary changes, you know, drinking more water, supporting my liver better, reducing toxins, who knows what might have been. And there's, there's no way to tell now whether I would have still had to have surgery um but literally it was you've got gallstones leave them alone I left them alone four years later something happened I don't know what I don't know what the trigger was um and I had a period of about two to three weeks where I just was not well so I was managing you know if you cut sandwiches for kids into like the little four squares mm -hmm. I could eat one and felt like I'd eaten Christmas dinner like three course meal bloated up felt like I'd swallowed a beach ball really just I would then go from nausea to starving I would eat this tiny sandwich or something of that similar size, and then instantly feel overstuffed, like I'd eaten mountains of food. It was unbearable, um, and I was really miserable. Yeah. Um, and so they had me go to a hot clinic at um, my local hospital and to get checked out, and they said, oh, we'll put you on the waiting list, and it's about six months. And I'm like, what do, what do I do now? Like, I felt like this way for three weeks. What happens now? Um, and he was like, okay, well, well, we'll just have a look at you. And he just touched me and I almost bounced off the bed. And he was like, you're really, really tender, aren't you? And I was like, I'm in a lot of pain and have been for like three weeks. I need a solution. So they literally just put me into surgery that day. Gallbladder went. Um, then I was the last one because I was emergency. So I was last on the list. So I did have an overnight stay. Um, but only because it was so late in the day. So it would have been literally in and out within a 24 hour period, which it was. And there was no then 
follow up indication of how my life might change. And I'd had my appendix out a couple of years before. So I'd expected the same thing to happen. You heal from the surgery, where you obviously have a couple of weeks where you need to just be a little bit more delicate because although it's a keyhole, it, it does still hurt quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so that, that time to heal up and then life returns to normal, um, that didn't happen for me. So the gallbladder removal was the start of a whole heap of issues. Um, and it actually things got much worse from there on in. Now, I don't want to freak anybody out. You know, that's not the case for everybody that has their gallbladder removed at all. But it's uh, it's my experience. Um, so I was just expecting to carry on as normal. Yeah. And that just didn't happen. I was then dealing with lots of. So for the first six months, you have this in like desperate need to go to the toilet without really much notice or indication and Sometimes that's triggered by food. Sometimes that food is fine to eat. And the next day it's not. Um, and I wasn't prepared for any of this. There was no, you know, conversation. Obviously, I went back for a checkup at the hospital afterwards. But really, they're just checking that you're healing up okay. Um, there was nothing really else. That's just so quick. So you've gone in there. You've gone in with pain. You've been pushed straight into a operation to have your gallbladder removed, a part of your body removed, and then gone, see ya. Not necessarily like that, but it's basically, we've taken this away because this is the most, um, the quickest thing we can do to help you in this moment. But yeah. actually, the information that you've been given is very little of then how to live without your gallbladder. It's yeah, I was, I was told I'd mostly, mostly be normal, um, but I would have to watch really high fat foods. Yeah. Because obviously without a gallbladder, we don't process that in exactly the same way anymore. Um, so, but other than that, there was no real indication of anything that there could be any issues afterwards. There certainly wasn't anything that said, you know, this is going to take several months to settle down. So you will have these frequent toilet visits where you get this immense, immense pain, real strong need to go and you just have to run. Um, which obviously, you know, if you're a working person and you're out and about a lot, you can't always have a toilet right right next to you. Um, so it does impact your life quite considerably. Well, that can um, be a lot of stress, can't it, if you need to Absolutely. Um, and then I was just dealing with lots of symptoms. So what a lot of people would describe as similar to IBS. So I was having lots of nausea, bloating, cramps. Um, I would sound, and it sounds really bizarre to describe it in this way, but like rusty pipework, that when that starts moving, a real straight and then popping like I was cooking popcorn in my stomach so lots of kind of fireworky type feelings going on um, I was in and out of the doctors very regularly um, and I was told it was gastritis and that I was to take buscopan and then to take a meprazole and I was like right okay well I did this because I knew nothing else um, but it didn't really do any good you know I was I was still in this constant I'd have a week or two when I might feel okay then I'd have a couple of weeks of this going from nausea to full nausea to full um, and then I was having these weird attacks that were very much the same as the attacks I was having when the gallbladder kicked off but much more intense so I was like hold on what's been removed should have stopped that but now it's worse how like, yeah. how am I still having them? And they thought maybe there was a stone stuck. So I was undergoing all these other tests. But what was actually happening was I was having these attacks, but it ended up putting me in hospital every time I had one. Mm -hmm. So we're talking really severe. Like, I get no um, real indication it's going to happen. So I get maybe two to three minutes of a warning where I just don't feel right. And that's the only way to describe it is I feel a bit weird. 
Mm-hmm. And I something, whether it's a bit sicky, a bit heartburn, I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure what it is. And then it's pain level 10 straight away. Takes my breath away. I can't physically expand my lungs. The pain is like, felt like a heart attack the first time. And I was genuinely terrified. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a bit like the strongest heartburn you could ever feel um, and goes just in a band the whole way around my ribs, the whole way around my back. Um, and I ended up having to call an ambulance. And so I had many visits to a lots of morphine, intravenous, omeprazole, intravenous buscopan, anti-sickness to counteract the morphine. Yeah. Um, and then two days of feeling really awful afterwards. Um, and I, I just got to the point where I went, I just can't live like this. So I've probably had that happen over 20 times now. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I have to keep going into a um, And so it turned out through some of my own research and um, process of elimination, really, through the hospital of doing all these different types of tests that I have a condition called sphincter body dysfunction. And this actually came about as a result of not having my gallbladder. So oh, some people do yeah. get it with the gallbladder, but that's when it's most common is after gallbladder removal. So the actual surgery caused lots of other things to go on that never used to be there. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you can have surgery to um, basically they, they snip the uh, sphincter to stop it spasming. Mm-hmm. But in many cases, it results in acute pancreatitis. So, So yeah, let's have more surgery to cause more problems. It's created another problem, which actually leads me on to my next question, because you you mentioned at the beginning of this that you now use essential oils to manage that. So Mm. how did you come across essential oils? What changed? You know, what what made you look? Because obviously you've got something that you're suffering with that is really debilitating. So, yeah. How did you discover oils? Uh, yeah so I mean that's a really interesting one because I wasn't really looking for it because if you don't know it exists you, you, you don't need to look for this solution right and so you know having spent a couple of years at this point having these you know um, ambulance call outs and visits to the GP with you know buscopan not really doing anything and so you kind of feel like you want to be doing something to support yourself you don't want to just be like oh well, I'm going to complain about it but I'm not going to actively you know, do anything different. So I was, I was looking, um, you know, at what other people were doing. I was in some gallbladder removal groups on Facebook, and I was trying to kind of figure out what other people were doing. Um, and I ended up finding essential oils really because I was looking for something to help somebody else. So uh, my mum has fibromyalgia, um, and she, I was sick of seeing her suffer, to be quite honest, um, for years. Like she's had it for longer than most people have ever heard of it. So. She, it took her a long time to get diagnosed, but um, she's probably had it for 20 years plus, really. Um, and when we first found out that that's what it was for her, nobody had ever heard of it. It's quite common now. We hear about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but nothing really worked for her. So I was looking at alternative options and somebody had mentioned CBD oil to me. So I started looking at the CBD oil side of things. Um, and around the same time, I was I was networking for my business and I met Jonathan. Um, at a networking event um, and he was talking about essential oils and at the time I was like I have no idea what they are I thought they were like potions and voodoo and stuff Mm -hmm. like had no clue I was really ignorant in in the you know most common form I suppose I just didn't know it wasn't like a choice to not know I just never heard of them Um, and so I just had a chat with him one day and I was asking him about CBD oil Um, and so then he was talking to me about um, all the different types of essential oils we talked about copaiba um, but I was then just ch- chatting with him in general about what I could do to help my mum. And then we just got talking about life in general and illnesses and all these types of things. And I mentioned that I'd been dealing with 
digestive issues. And so he mentioned to me about trying Zengest, um, which is the digestive blend. So I was like, at that point, ready to try anything. Mm. You know, when you've tried so many things and everything you do fails and you're like, I'm not getting any better. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd got to that point where I was so sick of going to the doctor all the time to be told the same thing. I'll oh, take Buscapan, take this, take that. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to feel ill to yeah. then have to take these things. Something is going, what is causing it? Since something is going on that is making these things happen, and I want to deal with that. So um, obviously finding out about the essential oils meant that I'd got something I could try, and I just went, you know what, I'm willing to try anything. I am so fed up of feeling this way that I will, you know, I'll try your oil. So um, (laughs) I had a sample of the Zengest, and what was really phenomenal was um, it it took a little while. I had the sample, but I didn't have a little flare-up for... I can't remember how long it was, a few days a week, whatever it was. And then when I started to deal with the symptoms cropping up and I'm going, oh, you know, the digestive system's just a little bit unsettled, a little bit of bloating and things going on. I'm like, what? I'm going to try that oil. Let's let's see if it can do anything. And I just thought it's not going to do anything. You know, Buscapan doesn't do anything. This is not going to work. So I put a drop in a glass of water like he told me to and I drank it and everything stopped after 20 minutes. (laughs) And I just went, what? Like, now that's placebo. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's because I think it's supposed to do something. Like, it can't possibly have helped. Nothing <laughs> works. It can't have done anything. Like, so the next time I tried it again, the same thing happened. It took about 15, 20 minutes and just everything stopped. Those noises just stopped. And yeah. the cramping just stopped. And I just went, okay, I'm interested. Tell me <laughs> if, they can, if they can do that for my worst thing, what else can they do? yeah what what else let's put these things really to the test right so (laughs) I just started trying them for other things and you know I got my starter kit and I just went right okay I'm I'm all in like if if that can do that for what I've got going on it must they must be able to help and support me with other things and you know our digestive system is affected by so many other things Mm. And it took a long time for me to really understand all that. And it took me a few years of research and, you know, to really understand what causes issues within my digestive system. And obviously things have been, you know, they, they bothered it for a while that it needed time to heal. So, of course, you know, it didn't just disappear overnight. You know, there, there, there's been a process yeah, um, yeah. and a lifestyle change. You know, I, I reviewed things that I was eating. Yeah. Um, so cutting out gluten. Um, I'm not completely gluten-free, don't get me wrong. Um, and I don't swap it for gluten-free versions because yeah. it's that processed foods mm-hmm. that really don't help. And it's those things that bloat me up and things like that. So I do a lot on the prevention side um, by using things like PB Assist to support yeah. with the probiotic side to build that side up. Um, and I take the digestive enzymes as well. So I use Terrazyme with my meals. Um, but a lot of it is then just changing those nutrition side and just you know trying to eat mostly foods that have just one ingredient yeah and I think you hit you hit the nail on the head there with the you know you tried this kind of voodoo oil and not really expecting it to work and when it did work because that was the biggest thing that affected your life at that moment all of a sudden your perception of things change of hang on a minute if this can do this what else can it do because I was very much the same with Zengest because my issue was you know if I can think about the one thing that I suffer with the most it's nausea and it is tra- it's motion sickness 
I will get motion sickness in the sea. I get it in the wave machine at centre parks. I will be sick when I'm in the sea and there's any kind of movement. So I know I need a stuga on before I do anything, open water swimming, whatever it may be, stuga on. And I know it works, but it makes me feel drowsy. So when I was told that Zendesi is good for nausea, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really embarrassing test because if this doesn't work, I'm going to vomit. And that's when I tested it is when I went out on a canoe. I was like, right, give me your best shot then. So I went out on the canoe and I was amazed that I ended up back at the canoe centre with no vomit. <laughs> well, it's always good to have no vomit, isn't it? <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> Nobody wants to vomit. Yeah, I mean, it is that, I call it that wow moment. And, you know, sometimes with oils, we might get those really quickly. And, you know, for some people that doesn't happen for like a few weeks, um, maybe sometimes even a few months, like it's that when that thing that really bothers you flares up yeah. or when, you know, you just have been trying a few different things because, you know, for safe for sleep, for example, you know, we know lavender is great for sleep, but it doesn't necessarily support everybody's sleep. And it might be that there's a vetiver or cedarwood or something that does that is yeah. that once you've had that sweet moment where you just go, wow. That's yeah. Absolutely. And that really just starts that ball rolling. It happened really recently to my sister. I've been trying for so long. She has digestive issues too. And I keep trying to tell her, just try the Zendest. And she it has them. Really you know, she, she'd got a kid at home. She just didn't use it. She She's stuck with the medications that she normally takes. You know, pill for every ill, goes to that box, you know, gets what she needs. And I said, trust me, just try it. And it was just after Christmas when we all have a little bit too much indulgence, don't we? And it upsets our digestive system. And normally it happens for her early hours of the morning. And then she can't go back to bed and she just stays in the bathroom. But she, it takes all her energy. Like she's suffered with this for a while. Um, and she messaged me just after Christmas and she said, oh, my uh, my digestive issue started off this morning. And I tried what you said and I put the drop of Zengest in the glass of water and half an hour later, I just went back to bed and slept till half past seven. I feel great today. And I was like, finally. And, you know, no one wants to listen to their little sister, right? She yeah. knows best, that's fine. But now she's a 100% Zengest convert. Yeah. And now she's telling other people about it because it takes that, that thing that really bothers you. And when you yeah. get that result, it is mind blowing. And you're like, okay, I never thought in a million years and a lot of us have probably been through this that use the oils a lot now is we wish we'd started sooner. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think if I'd have found these before I had surgery, mm. what could have been possible? Yeah. And, you know, we can't, we can't turn back the clock and maybe I'd have still had surgery. Maybe that would have happened regardless, but at least I'd have tried something to prevent that I mean I probably wasn't even in the right frame of mind then to even look for doing things that were for the good of my health because I was a lot younger than you know not living the healthiest of lifestyles but you know hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it so the best thing we can do is now and you know if we try something now and go okay let's let's do something about it before something gets too bad where we're either forced to confront it yeah. or have a choice taken away from us so yeah. it's almost like you need to get to the point of severity of actually this is starting to affect my life now. So I need yes. to look at alternative uh, methods. And that's what I was going to ask you if like, how does the Zengest compare to other medications? Because you were saying you were taking Buscapan and um, other things as well. How does it compare to those medications? So 
the buscopan, when I was taking buscopan, it reduced the severity, but it didn't stop anything, mm-hmm. really. So it might have stopped some of the cramping and the, the severity of the cramps, but they didn't completely disappear. Um, and when I was having things going on for sort of three to four days, it, it they carried on for three to four. I knew I was in for a ride for those three to four days. Um, whereas, you know, just sort of taking the Zengest and using that and I will drink it in a glass. That for me is the most effective way. That's the fastest way for it to affect me. Everybody's different. So it might be a case of applying it to the tummy. I know that if I've got, particularly if I've overindulged or had things that I know trigger some of the issues that I have, that I will do both because I think sometimes you have to attack it in the way it attacks you. Yeah. So I know if my if my tummy's off and it is sort of really going for it, then it will be, you know, I will drink a glass of Zengest. I will literally rub it onto my tummy as well. There are other oils that also um, can really help and support, like ginger is a really good one. I actually bought a book, um, Heal Your Gut, with essential oils. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the ones that is talked about in there are what is in Zengest, which is what makes Zengest such a powerful blend. Yeah. So things like caraway and fennel and ginger yeah. and peppermint and those types of oils. So it's just a one-stop shop. I literally don't have it like far away from me at all. Um, so that it's always there and it's my first port of call. Um, but really it's, it's the speed at which it really settles things down. Yeah. Um, when you've got digestive stuff going on it really you can't just ignore and pretend it's not there it it literally takes over when you're not feeling well it affects your diet it affects your sleep you know it just affects how you feel um, when you're dealing with bloating and things and then you can't even wear your own clothes and you just want to live in a massive hoodie or something so that you've got no pressure and it's just no fun is it so you know it's, it works much faster it's much more effective um and the great thing is I don't have any side effects from it that I was getting with taking copious amounts of buscopan you know it gives you sluggish bowels and stuff so it's it's not always especially I used to take a lot of gaviscon as well I remember because I was really ill on my wedding day which was the worst um so the day after I was literally drinking gaviscon from the bottle because I just could not get this feeling to shift that did end up in a unfortunately in a, in a trip to hospital and I was morphined up completely to get on a plane to go to the Maldives for my honeymoon so um yeah if I could redo a day and wish I'd had Jazengest my wedding would be top of that list um so it was not a fun day unfortunately I mean I, I powered through adrenaline took over um but yeah you, you definitely just don't want those all after effects of that copious amounts of medication um when you know Zengest does a trick for me so obviously combined with you know I'm not going to say eat a load of rubbish food and Zengest will come along and fix everything you know we we do need to be more cautious about how we treat our gut health you know there's many things we can do for that but it is affected by you know stress so reducing those stresses um you know processed highly processed foods um toxins you know all this stuff all these things that we know is yeah. that wellness lifestyle um, is what has contributed to, to the fact that I don't have these episodes hardly at all anymore. Um, the last time I had one of the ones that put me in hospital was 16 months now, and they were happening every few weeks. Oh, that's amazing, because so that was going to be my next question. really powerful. How, how manageable is it now for you? Yeah, completely. So, you know, I'm not, you know, 100% it never happens, because, you know, we do still have, you know, things that crop up in our life. You know, we've got like at Christmas, for example, oh, 
Christmas, I eat a lot of stuff that I know I shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. And we allow ourselves to do this, don't we? Because it's Christmas. Everything's like, well, it's because it's Christmas. Oh, I did not suffer though. Yeah. And my mum, she had her gallbladder out just after I did. So it was pre-oils for both of us. So, you know, we neither of us had that luxury at the time. So um, she has some of the digestive, not to the extent that I do, but she will have some of the reactions to food and things where she'll deal with lots of gurgling and uncomfortableness and stuff. And so literally over Christmas, we're both drinking the Zengest all day. And we both said, you know what, this isn't worth it. It comes to that point where you look at what you know is going to trigger things to just go, do you know what, this is this is just not worth it. Um, and it is those really highly processed foods or really high fat, really greasy things, you know, um, and the high gluten stuff. So pasta, yeah. um, bread, those types of things. It, it's just easier not to eat them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, it is, it is that lifestyle that we, we have made those decisions to go, do you know what, we're not going to eat these particular things. And instead, we are going to make these changes for the good of our health because, you know, prevention is better than cure, isn't it? So Absolutely. if we know we're making those good choices, we can naturally reduce how much these things crop up. Yeah. And then as and when they do, we've got the tools at our fingertips to support them. So it is extremely manageable now because we have these options where we yeah. can go, right, OK, what what can we do to support ourselves? And that was something that I never had. I mean, I think that's the most important thing as it feels amazing, but it's being able to have that control. Yeah, I was so reliant on whatever the doctors told me because I knew no better. <laughs> and like literally all I got was a pill. Mm-hmm. and that wasn't good enough you know now I now I have these and yeah. you know I have reference books you know there's there's sort of wealth of knowledge out there that you don't have to know everything you, know, yeah. you don't have to retain all this information but I will go and look at it that heal your gut book I found was really really you know useful uh, just the little things that I can be doing every day just to make sure ev- everything's ticking along nicely um and yeah we we have these tools that can really make a difference and thankfully I I don't spend half of my life visiting a doctor's surgery anymore (laughs) and I think that's that is just so warming to hear because you know you've had that one incident that's that has put you it's kind of thrown you into that you know I need to do something now because this is affecting my life and then actually you've discovered something that's helped with that which has then led on to another side of it because you've discovered other things that you can use essential oils for and I do think there's a lot of, um, you know, woo-woo about them because there, there is science out there. We know that because we've read yeah. the science, we've seen the science, we've looked at it, and we know the uh, chemical constituents of oils, so we know all that. But I think it's displaying out or being able to convert that to somebody else to say, look, there are other options. You know, you don't have to go down this route because I think your family is the biggest people to try and convert because, you know, thinking back to my childhood, I remember my dad taking me to the doctors because I didn't eat enough vegetables. I mean, that was like, wow. who would do that? Who would even make an appointment <laughs> to go and see the doctor to say, there's something wrong with my child. She doesn't like cauliflower. <laughs> you know, that was kind of the generation of something wrong with this kid. She doesn't eat like adults. But you know, we go to the doctor for everything or did. Whereas now having that alternative therapy and looking into actually, there is so much more behind plant medicine. What else can it do is I, I just feel particularly as, um, you know, a, a, a holistic person myself that I can not only benefit from it, but my whole family can. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, you know, I've, my mum's overhauled her lifestyle, even my dad, um, which he was very like, no, it's very woo. 
Um, but no, even he's, you know, he's recognized that they, they, you know, there are studies, there's clinical science, you know, there's, there's so much going on that actually shows why they work. And that, that took me a little while to get my head around at the beginning as well. So, you know, I can totally get where people are coming from going, really, how, do, how does this little bottle of liquid actually do anything? You know, but it's funny how we never question medicine in the same way. I know. And the, somebody says, here, take this for, say, hay fever, for example. They go, oh, have a, I don't know, whatever the hay fever pills are. Um, I can't remember which ones I used to use. But, oh, just take We don't question it and go, well, there's so many science that shows that that works. We just go, <laughs> okay. And we just take it, don't we? And we never ask, well, you know, what are the side effects? What are the risks? Like, what else could this, like, they always make my mum drowsy. My mum has really bad hay fever. She takes a hay fever pill, makes her sleepy. Even one, she only has to take even half, but then she can't even drive her car for two days because she's so drowsy, she can't keep her eyes open. That's not effective. I know. <laughs> like, how is that? She's that's not good, is it? That's not good. Cry. But, you know, as I said at the beginning, we're in this kind of society where we also want an instant result, right? Mm -hmm. So if we know... Well, I'm not sleeping. So rather than address my lifestyle and go, why aren't I sleeping? I'll take a sleeping pill. There we go. I've slept. Yeah. You wake up feeling rubbish the next day. You're really groggy. You probably can't concentrate overly well. You get a bit of brain fog because that's the after effects of the drowsiness mm. of taking that sleeping pill, which is not true for everybody. But there is, you know, a lot of side effects with taking sleeping pills and things that are not necessarily what you want to feel like the next day Especially you know you want to sleep because you want to feel alert the next day because you're you're not feeling alert because you're tired all the time so you then end up in a bit of a cycle with it but we are in this kind of mentality where we go oh, okay well this isn't working for us so let's just take this pill this will magically fix whatever that symptom is but it's not addressing what's creating this in the first place yeah. And for quite a lot of, and I'm quite happy to admit this because I think all of us have been there at some point. We're too lazy to do anything about it. Yeah. Like we don't go, okay, well, if I have to address my lifestyle, we've got to take some ownership of these illnesses that we're creating in ourselves. We've got to take some of that responsibility. I 100% caused my gallbladder removal because my lifestyle was rubbish. I was drinking every weekend, I was eating junk food, I was living on full fat coke to counteract the hangover. You know, None of that was good for me, but we do it, don't we? But we have to take that responsibility and go, do you know what? I'm not now just going to fix my symptom with a pill, but I'm going to address what's causing this. Yeah. Change those things in my lifestyle that mean I don't have these problems anymore. And I think once we do that, we take that power back. But actually, we need very few pills. There yeah. is a place for them. I'm not anti-medication. I'll take them as and when they're necessary. But we don't need them for everything that's going on in our lives. If we address our lifestyle, we can change so much. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It comes with maturity because those things at the time there, you know, you're young and free and wild and there's no responsibility until... We're going to live forever. <laughs> until it starts putting you in hospital and you're in pain and then you can't do the things you want to do. You're kind of going, oh, gosh, I've got to wake up here. I've got to be a bit more responsible of my own doings. <laughs> so oh, Absolutely. Just for fun, Danny, if you were an essential oil, what essential oil would you be and why? That's a tough question. <laughs> what essential many. oil would I be? Um, do you know what? I'll probably go with peppermint because... It's sharp. <laughs> well, I don't know, a bit of fun, a bit full of energy. Um, mm -hmm. Bit of pizzazz with it, hasn't it, peppermint? A bit zingy. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably go with that. Yeah. I was thinking about this question. I was thinking I'd be lavender because I feel very much I'm like this kind of, um, you know, I want to help everyone. And I think the probably the most versatile oil, one of the most versatile oils is lavender. You know, it does everything from oh, anything yeah. on your skin. You can soothe with it. It's good for emotional health. It's yeah. good for sleep. You know, it's just like a little hug in a bottle, isn't it? It is. It is a, it is a good all-rounder. It surprised me, actually. I used to hate lavender. Did you? So I, I hated lavender. Not, not the chair of lavender, but just the smell of lavender. So I used to have like a lavender sleep spray, but oh, no, can't stand it. Just didn't like the smell of anything lavender scented. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I tried the essential oil and I went, okay, well, what have I been smelling? Because these don't smell the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting when I, because I was like, oh, well, I don't want lavender. I'm like, that, that'll be the one out of my kit I don't use. So I like, don't like lavender. And, you know, it wasn't instant love. Don't get me wrong. I didn't smell it and go, oh, this is, but it didn't smell the same. Yeah. And obviously now as more education, I know that the others that I was smelling were the synthetic lavenders. And so they're created in the lab and they're not the real true lavender. So they do have a slightly more chemical smell because it used to give me headaches and stuff. So I've always stayed away from it. And, you know, we'll find that with certain perfumes and stuff give me headaches as well. And obviously it's the, the synthetics and things that are causing that. But lavender's actually, when I was going through all my empty bottles, I realised I used more of it than anything. And that really took me by surprise. So I thought, oh, one that I thought I would never use, I actually used the most. <laughs> it does surprise us, doesn't it? Because like you say, it's yeah. such an all-rounder. And yeah. I love it. I love it for sleep and I love it for any skin things. I'm terrible for like when I curl my hair catching my fingers and stuff so just I need to soothe those areas right back down so literally I, I can't live without my lavender now so it's a yeah. good job you're lavender <laughs> <laughs> it is though you're right though it's just you initially I think you're drawn to the oils because you're like what what smells like nice and what do I like but then you get to the point where I need to gargle black pepper because I have got toothache or I need to gargle clove. You know, they're not the nicest, but this is going to do the trick. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be I, mean, going I will say pepper. a little tip that Zengest has a really powerful flavor. And if you're not a big aniseed lover, it can be really hard to stomach if you're trying to drink it. Definitely. And there is the capsules. So mm. you can get that internal benefit. Um, and without the flavour, but just drinking it works for me in the fastest way. But what I found was if you add a drop of lemon, then it stops some of that overpowering flavour and just dumbs it down a little bit, makes it a bit more palatable for those that don't really like that really strong aniseed flavour. So there's a handy. I accidentally discovered that just by going, I wonder what this tastes like. Well, I wish you'd have told me a while back because that was why I used to take Zengest, obviously, for motion sickness and I couldn't bear the taste of it. But I knew I had to take it internally because it was going to get to the root cause very quickly. But it was like, for me, it reminded me of drinking Perno. Sambuca. <gasps> yeah. Like, it's very, very sure. It's Sambuca without the happy high, isn't it? It is, it is just like that. <laughs> it's just like Sambuca. I mean, I don't mind it. And I think sometimes when we're using an oil for the purpose, the benefits far outweigh if we don't particularly like the smell or particularly like the flavour, it is, do you know what? I will do it because the benefits far outweigh anything. If I've just got to drink a glass of water and that taste is going to disappear after five minutes, because it doesn't linger, you know, it is very quick once you've used it but yeah that little drop of lemon just stops it being quite so overpowering it does absolutely give it a go (laughs) thank you so much for um jumping on here with me today danny it's been really lovely talking to you 
Um, and I hope you that me. find this of, of benefit because like I say, in my line of work, I know many people with digestion problems. So thank you for sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Fit Focused Female with Sharon Morrow. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review.